0: And if you like this show, check out the others on the ThatShelf.com family of podcasts. And without further delay, let's get into this week's film. This is episode 189, and today I'm joined by director Jake Horowitz, whose new film, A Cup of Here, hits VOD just in time for the holiday season. It's a really fun film that's for pretty much anybody that either loves or hates Hallmark movies. And we're going to sit down and watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch A Christmas Story. I'm Jeremy, and I've seen this film a lot of times.
1: Hi, I'm Jake. I've seen this film in pieces a lot of times, but never all the way through coherently.
0: Ah, I was going to say, it's this is one of those movies, I mean, you're, you're a bit younger than me, so I can see how, because I don't know about you, but it's like, I, this film on certain TV stations just plays in a loop on Christmas yeah. Day.
1: Every year on, like, TBS, it is playing, like, 24 hours a day for
0: weeks. The residuals on that. Hopefully they're getting residuals on that.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Uh,
0: So how is it – I guess two questions. Um, How have you gotten away with not seeing the whole thing, and why do you want to watch it now?
1: I I got away with never seeing the whole thing because – I feel like I have enough knowledge of it from seeing the pieces of it. Like it's, I like, you know, there's the, the lamp, uh, what is it like a leg with fish? The leg lamp.
0: Yeah. A neighbor of mine has that lamp and they put (laughs) it in their window every Christmas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's enough like cultural touchstones of it that
0: I can like get
1: by pretending that I've seen it. Um, and I think that's always what I do. I always just pretend that I've seen it because it's everybody's favorite movie. Ah. Wow. so every Christmas, I am meaning to watch it, and I just never – they're just more appealing things to me, like classics like Home Alone or um, It's a Wonderful Life or Elf or anything. I don't know why this
0: one specifically just – I don't know. I just recently, like a couple of years ago for the podcast, watched It's a Wonderful Life for the first time. I hadn't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to try – and another one of my uh, – my last – one well, my last big Christmas black holes is a white Christmas, and I'm going to do that this year as well. That's another one I've not seen. Yeah, it's uh, a wonderful life. I've seen only the colorized
1: version. Weirdly, oh, it doesn't look terrible though. I'm sure
0: that's <laughs> one day I
1: would like to watch the proper one.
0: <laughs> uh, and did you know that this is like a Canadian adjacent movie, a Christmas no, story? It was shot. I want to say it was shot in Saint Catharines. Parts of it were, but it was. I think it was partially shot in Toronto as well. It was shot in Canada, but I don't oh, think yeah. any of the main people are Canadian. I'm sure some actors are. But is it shot are.
1: in the summer, like all the Christmas movies here, or is it actually shot in winter?
0: Oh, I mean, I don't know. Probably a little bit of both. I mean, the exteriors are pretty convincing winter-wise that I'd be surprised if they did that. They tend to do that more for TV movies and Hallmark movies because there's Fine. such a quick turnaround. But it's not uncommon for like a feature to shoot the winter before and then release it. And I was attached to this Christmas movie that it might still get made at some point. But uh, that was their plan, was to shoot it like at the tail end of winter this, this one year. And then it would be ready for the following year. Right. Uh, That's what
1: we did um, with, with Cup of Cheer, uh, which is my Christmas uh, feature coming out this year. So we shot it in February, just before lockdown. And it was—that was lucky. It was very lucky because it was like we wrapped a week before anyone knew what was happening. Uh, There was a point where like I got really sick on set, and then everybody else got sick. It, it wasn't COVID, but it was just like if it was a week later, we would have all thought it was, and we would have the whole thing would have been canceled and never would have got reshot. But it was February, and it was like that week in February. We, that those those three weeks like in the winter where it's like minus 45 every day. Yeah. Ugh. Was, I see why they shoot Christmas movies in the summer. I understand.
0: Yeah. It, yeah but then you're just sweating, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. It, the right,
0: other yeah. side of it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. You got like, I had a friend, they literally had to shoot down before the last day of their shoot and wait like mm-hmm. six months to do their final day of shooting. That that would gut me. Yes. Because you can't even finish the movie in post. That would be the worst part, is like you only get so far. I mean, the one good thing is that if, if you need to do any pickups or reshoots, you can kind of just bundle it all together since you have to go back anyway. But Yeah, oof. I know a few people
1: were just editing and leaving gaps in where they didn't shoot. That sounds like a nightmare though.
0: No, especially me, I like to edit in order. So yeah. for me it's yeah. like it's crucial to to have that flow. Uh yeah. so what's your favorite Christmas movie? You mentioned Elf, that's one of mine.
1: I really, really love Elf. Um,
0: of course, Home Alone.
1: Um, I grew up on like those, um, like the Christmas specials, like the uh, animated specials that were on TV every year, like...
0: Uh, Rudolph and...
1: Rudolph. Um, yeah, I know that those aren't movies, but I that those to me are...
0: Really no, those count. Movies. Yeah, we found... Fa- when when my kids were young, we found like I think Walmart or something was selling like the box set of them.
1: Mm-hmm, so we yeah.
0: so those are those in rotation uh, at our house as well. Yeah, even like the bad like '90s
1: Frosty. I think like John Goodman was the voice of Frosty, and nobody likes that movie.
0: Oh yeah, that one that one came on the disc as like a bonus feature.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. there's some weird ones on there. Okay, so. So we should probably just dive in because I'm I'm curious. So what you know, the lamp leg. What other Touchstone things do you recall? I know there's something this?
1: about a gun, which always just felt very American to me.
0: <laughs>
1: Everyone's favorite Christmas movie, just like it's about a gun. I don't understand. Um,
0: that might be one of the reasons I just never watched it. A gun does play a very pivotal role in the movie.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. I know the guy. I know the guy has glasses, and his name is Ralphie. I think.
0: Yep. And he went on to become a pretty big like producer director. Oh yeah, Uh, Peter Bog no not Peter Bogdan, but Uh, Peter uh, Peter um camera's last name Macori something you look it up to the internet (laughs) you're on it um Peter Billingsley Peter Billingsley yeah he's done uh, he works on the other side of the camera now he's like right. buddies with vince vaughn and works in that circle
1: oh interesting
0: yeah. yeah uh all right well let's let's dive in and uh and put on a cup of christmas cheer let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right we just finished and got his rifle what's that got his rifle. He got his rifle.
1: Yeah. I'm very happy for him.
0: <laughs> uh, fun fact about that, the, the, the company, the Daisy company or whatever, wasn't actually making them anymore at that, when the movie came out, and they started making them again because uh, uh, they, were so, they were in such demand because of the oh, movie.
1: Oh. That's always, um, I think, going back to your question of what, why I didn't watch it, why I never got around to it. That's one of the f- things that always uh, trips me up when I'm watching an old, when I'm watching a movie that's older than like 10 years, but it takes place before the movie is. It's very, I don't know why I can't seem to grasp like, cause the movie, this movie took place when in the fifties or something?
0: It's controversial. In a weird way, okay. because there's, there's some, of the, some of the different references kind of contradict each other. Uh, it's largely thought to take place in either 1939 or 1940, but there that. is a reference in there that uh, wouldn't exist before 1943.
1: Right. Is the, the Wizard of Oz thing? 39.
0: Or? That's 39. That's
1: 39. And uh, Mickey Mouse was before that.
0: So anyway, let's say 1940, just to be safe.
1: Right. So yeah, that's- But it was made in 84. Right. So that already is that already dates the movie enough. And then you're further dating it by having it set in the past. So, yeah.
0: Um, so you can only watch period films if they're made like now, like today?
1: No, I just I think like when I was a kid and and everybody loved this movie, I was like, ooh, why? It's like so old. And I probably thought it was like from the 30s or 40s or 50s. Um, but it was just in the 80s And so I don't know like what what Is intended in the movie to look old And then what is There's like Sorry They've decided to race cars in my window
0: <sighs> Alright What? Sorry you were saying uh, As a kid it was hard for you to understand You thought it was an older movie than it was I'm just explaining that I'm an idiot Really <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, this movie's so old." But now that I watch it and obviously understand, it's like, "Well, yeah, it's not. It's it's meant to be like a period piece, and it just happens to be
0: three or four decades old." So, did the Godfather mess you up the first time you saw the Godfather? Is it a good time to admit that
1: that's one of my biggest? Oh.
0: Ones? I've done it on the podcast already, but that's yeah. good to know. Um, <laughs> circle back to me when you get to Godfather Part Two. Yes, yeah. There is was there's so spoiler like alert. It's that. also a movie that was made in the early '70s to take place in like the '30s or '40s.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's just been a weird like that's always been a weird thing for me that I can't wrap my head around. That's okay. Because something it's like there's also something about uh older movies where like the pacing is totally different as i know people have talked about on this podcast before like it's just so weird to watch a movie from the 80s or whatever because it's totally different pacing including this movie um and so especially when you then add that the movie is a period piece it's just yeah kind of-
0: yeah it's definitely it's different it depends on what you're accustomed to watching and so i grew up with movies like this so the, and, and i tend to watch more older movies than i do recent yeah. movies especially because i'm going back and just trying to catch up on every movie i've missed from my childhood and before mm. so I, I tend to watch movies that are older anyway so but i enjoy a quick pace too so yeah i I'm, I'm, no i like yeah i i like the pacing of older movies um
1: Another thing, this director—I was looking him up after Bob Clark. Yeah, he has some of my biggest black hole films, like I've never seen Black Christmas. I've never seen Porky's. Uh, so P-
0: Porky's is the reason this movie exists. Right, it came first. Well, not only that, but because Porky's was such a smash hit, they were like, "You can make whatever you want to make." And he's right. like, "I want to make this weird Christmas movie," and they're like. I'm sorry. What yeah. we were respect So I think that in exchange, he had to also agree to make a horror film or something, right? After after he made this, and
1: Porky's is also fam- filmed in uh, in Canada, obviously, right?
0: Yeah, and I don't know if what his. Con- I mean, I guess it was as a tax credit thing at that point, or if Bob Clark actually had a connection to Canada. Hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: but Porky's oh. is not. Porky's is different than Meatballs, which is the very the-
0: famously Canadian one. But they often get, okay, because yeah, Meatballs is Ivan Reitman's first film. Um, but they often get mixed up. Right, yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, they're both great in their own rights. Meatballs yeah. is weird. Meatballs is like, uh, we did it on the podcast as well. And that's a movie that has no story. It's the weirdest movie. Have you ever seen Meatballs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have a soft spot for it, but it it doesn't yeah. hold up super well in terms it's of like. Funny
1: because that's what I felt about this movie is like there's not a lot of story.
0: It's pretty thin. Like like yeah. he he does have a goal. He wants to ride brighter again. That. Uh, but it's really more of a nostalgia piece. It's funny. It yeah. said that this movie, or at least the style of narration, inspired the Wonder Years.
1: Right. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because it's pretty charming. Um, I didn't know this. I, re- I was reading up on like just trivia, and I guess at one point, they had the potential of casting Jack Nicholson as the dad, mm. but the producers didn't want to pay the fee. <laughs> but he liked the script. He was into it, and they never told Bob Clark that he responded to the script. They just said he passed, and then he found out I later on that he wanted funny. to do it, and he freaked out. Uh, but the guy that plays the dad is pretty fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's one of those things where, like, he was he was the dad in um, Billy Madison, right? Yeah. Uh, and he's one of those actors where you, like, look it up and you're like, why is this, like, 65-year-old man playing the father of, like, a, a an 8-year-old kid? And he was probably, like, 30 or 40 at the time, but everyone, like, smoked a pack a day and looked terrible. So.
0: Yeah. He looks a lot older than he is. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think overall of the movie? We haven't gotten to that yet. Yeah,
1: so I, um, I, I start, it started out, and like I said, it was just like, there's no story. It's like, um, I like didn't really understand it. it. It sort of started out with all the problems, which made me never watch it. Like, <clears throat> the narration is a little off-putting, um, and it's like nostalgic for reasons that like if you're just watching it now and coming into it it's not nostalgic to you but it's one of those movies that by the end like the whole sort of thing like you get you get it you get the feeling of it you get the vibe and then you can see how it like works as a whole piece so i really i really liked in that sense in tone in terms of like you know the tone and the the atmosphere of it for a christmas movie that's exactly what you want
0: Yeah, it's as close as you get for, like, a kid's Christmas movie to, like, a Woody Allen movie in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, there's Um, actually
1: a lot of, like, pretty funny parts and um, some pretty, like, well done. I mean, obviously tons of iconic scenes and memorable things that people get caught up in.
0: Yeah, it's funny because it's like, because I watch it because I've seen this movie repeatedly throughout my entire life. So it's one of those movies that just gets a pass for me because I saw it as a kid and loved it. And so it's always about those, like, 10 scenes. But I've never, like, I don't have the ability to watch it as an adult and, like, deconstruct it the way I would any other movie. Right. Because I'm just used to, no, this is the way the movie goes. The movie's fine. Stop. Yeah. Don't judge this movie. Um, but I think
1: that's okay in that this movie is, like, you know, it's, it's kind of foolproof to criticism because of that.
0: Yeah. And some movies get that. And it's funny because I remember like showing this to my kids for the first time a couple of years ago. And they were like utterly shocked by some of the stuff in this movie. Like just, you know, the Ralphie beating the shit out of the bully and no. <laughs> his ass off, which is which is also like something I found really charming as a kid. Like it felt like I don't know if you what movie it was for you, but it's like I remember like the first time I watched the movie as a teenager and I'm like. And there was teenager characters that reflected what my actual experience was as a teenager. But I remember, like, the idea of, like, yeah, kids swear sometimes in front of their parents. Right, yes. And that scene where Ralphie says, oh, fudge, but I didn't say fudge. Yeah. Like, that doesn't exist in most kids' movies of this era.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. And do people actually wash their mouth out with soap? Is that a real thing or is that a movie thing started by this movie?
0: That was a thing. I get my mouth washed really? out with soap. Really? Yeah. Oh. And we and the worst part was I wish we had fucking like bar soap. We was, my mom used liquid, it liquid. soap. Oh. <laughs> it was way worse.
1: Yeah, my family I, was really inconsistent with swearing. So it's like sometimes go for it, and like other times no.
0: Yeah, I think my mom only did it once because I ended up throwing up because yeah. and that was worse for her. <laughs> so <laughs> she found, it. but then that was enough for me. It was like I just knew don't swear in front of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 dad was fine i could i could swear in front of my dad
1: oh, i think it was the it was the other way around
0: for me uh that's funny yeah um the uh my mom actually told me a story of how she did the thing with the uh the tongue on the flagpole when she was a kid and actually got her tongue stuck to the flagpole
1: what happens surely firemen didn't come to to rescue her no they
0: ended up just getting a cup of warm water, water. right
1: that's warm what I was water. shouting at the tv but then i was like <laughs> okay it's just uh, relax that's one of those things too where you watch it now and you're like is it cheesy on purpose like obviously the firemen and the police wouldn't show up is that a fault of the movie or is it just a funny cheesy thing
0: I wonder if it's also like what, what's kind of fun about the movie is. And they usually do that thing where they put this like white, like, um, oh God, my brain's fried. Uh, uh, it's an optic thing. It's a vignette. They put like a white vignette around the corners of, uh, of the movie that you know, when they're in fantasy world. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes you just also think about like the idea that it's like kids overreact and over exaggerate. And this is how he remembers it. Right. Yeah. Um, hmm like uh yeah it's like a heightened stand by me or something yeah like that's a really interesting and that's the same year as this actually i think 84 really oh yeah or that's is that 85 stand by me would be 85 or 86 stand by me is probably like when i was talking about like, the first movie i saw teenagers reflected the way i i saw myself that's a really good example
1: actually
0: yeah has always my... been one of my favorite movies and i think
1: that holds up no matter what
0: yeah, I remember the first time I saw it as a kid, though, I couldn't sleep because I kept on... I had nightmares with the leeches. I kept on thinking, like... I woke yeah. up, like, kept on checking my groin area oh. to see if I was bleeding. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this movie doesn't have that. This is <laughs> a more family-friendly version.
0: So in terms of... You've made a Christmas movie. Um yeah. So what are the, some of, the, like, the tropes you see in this? Um, that... that um. You,
1: what? Well, I mean, it's funny there's two like cause my movie is a a, a parody right? or a parody of uh, every uh, like Hallmark Christmas movie. Uh which is almost a completely different genre than like a real uh Christmas movie which is like what this is or Home Alone or something. Um, it's funny cuz like we were talking about the snow and stuff and you can tell that this was filmed in the winter. Yeah. You tell it's real snow and they have big wide shots and stuff like that. That adds a lot to it.
0: Yeah. If they didn't shoot us in the, in the winter, the, the budget would be astronomical.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not just, they're not just showing someone's lawn with a bit of shaving cream sprayed on it.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: That's um, yeah, hard. Like, I mean, it's the things that always really help. Like, I feel like to see, to actually see people go out in the snow is like a huge thing for a Christmas movie or uh, like, you know, the, um, like the decorating the tree scene that's in everything and the uh, a parade or, or something like the Santa Claus Parade.
0: If this one doesn't really have, this, one, the closest that this one has is like the going to see Santa at the mall. Mm-hmm. But even that it does his own unique spin on it. it. Has that giant weird slide that they force the kids yeah, down? Yeah. The, the elf and Santa are like assholes.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I love that weird kid that just screams when he gets to Santa Claus. <laughs> the kid that's obsessed with the Wizard of Oz and he just screams at him. Yeah,
1: there was a lot of elf vibes in that scene. Yeah, like uh to the Will Ferrell movie, which I wonder if they got it from there.
0: Well, I think Billingsley, again, he's a, he's a friend of Favreau's too, right? Yeah. Like, So they, they all know each other. Uh, I, wonder, I think he has something to do with Elf too. I can't remember what, but he's connected to the movie in some way, I think, mm-hmm. on, the, on, the, on the other side of, of things. Um, yeah, it's true. It's interesting that the difference between the tropes. Someone apparently uh, in 2006, uh, the house, that it, like the exterior of the house, uh that they they used for the movie was apparently someone put it on ebay for an auction and somebody ended up buying it for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then renovated the whole thing inside and out to make it look as much as close to the film as possible oh and then they bought the house next door to it and made a museum Mm -hmm. and then set up a gift shop so they turned it into like a tourist trap for a couple years i don't know how long it lasted in where?
1: St. Catharines or something
0: you said? Well, I don't know. The the interior of the house was in studio and I was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the exterior, the, the exterior of the school was shot in St. Catharines. So I would assume all the exteriors were shot in St. Catharines because um, why would you move back and forth? Right. Uh, it would make sense if they shot the exteriors there and then did the interior stuff in Toronto Otherwise, you're moving back and forth in a weird way. But uh, I, I don't, I didn't, couldn't see that. One detail that I noticed this time, and I wondered if it wasn't just because they probably block shot every kitchen scene, was that they had the exact same dinner every single night. It's always meatloaf and red cabbage and mashed potatoes. This was actually one of my. I took like three
1: notes. <laughs> my, my my one note, which is something like I say every time I watch an old movie, is: Did people actually? I mean, I know that it's happened because when I go to friends' house, when I used to go over to friends' houses as a kid, people actually like drink glass of milk with their dinner. Is that a real thing?
0: We did that as kids. It just seems
1: so disgusting.
0: Well, that was the, we as
1: were a that- vegan. Do you not think that that's really gross now?
0: Oh, now I think the idea of milk in general is, is disgusting. Yeah. It's it's you know it's blood water, but um, I. Uh, yeah, well as a kid we grew up on that three glasses of milk a day. Like that like that that milk campaign yes. was like the most successful fucking campaign of all time. In terms yeah, this of like movie
1: was for sure sponsored by a big dairy. No no doubt.
0: Well that's just it. it's like that 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 was as kids you were beaten into. It. We had milk we had like a milk uh at lunch at school. Like you had like a milk card. And so you yeah. go and get your like you know, usually it was chocolate milk because you, you could pick either or. <laughs> yeah. But that's what we did. We had a glass of milk with every meal, basically.
1: It's, it, it's insane. I don't know. And to
0: do that now would be insane to me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no way there. I hope they're not still doing that at schools. I mean.
0: Oh, I'm sure there's still milk programs at schools. I, don't, I mean, my kids don't have one. Hmm. But uh, I wonder if some smaller, some more regional areas do. It's interesting. Yeah yeah I, I mean i don't even drink glasses of plant-based milk just because they don't i don't think they taste great on their own i like yeah. them smooth smoothies and with cereal and stuff like that but
1: what's wrong with water
0: that, that's yeah exactly that's funny yeah no that, that was a i like how all the questions you're like is this a real thing i'm like that was my childhood yeah <laughs>
1: So that's I'm, what we're learning. That's why you like it so much.
0: I'm <laughs> fact-checking. Yeah, my childhood was based on this movie. <laughs> we,
1: There's another thing in the kitchen. They had, like, a plate with, like, a whole loaf of sliced white bread just slapped on the plate
0: with dinner. Oh, did people just serve bread with dinner? I guess that was a thing, something, depending on the dinner. Well, there it was, was the, the same th- dinner. They're meatloaf, mashed potatoes, and cabbage. That would be weird to have it with the mashed potatoes, because you've already, but you know the now me who is healthier knows that but as a kid you be like oh dude when i was like for i remember like thanksgiving and christmas dinners my favorite thing was to take like a bread roll and put mashed potatoes on it and then like the turkey and they make it make basically make a sandwich but like a thanksgiving yeah, well, sandwich good. that sounds good yeah it's not so just I, white bread with nothing on it <laughs> No, but I guess it's like we'd probably serve. I think we'd, which again is insane because it's spaghetti. But I think we'd always have like some kind of bread with spaghetti, and the idea is that you'd mop up the sauce after.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. That I think we did that too. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, but I don't. I think just having. I'm sure that's a thing though that was in in households. Is you just always had a a, a loaf of bread out. And it's right. like an appetizer. I think that was like the, 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 <laughs> an appetizer for most families for some yeah. reason. We're, we're like now we have salads and vegetables and whatnot, but that was like,
1: yeah, didn't was, see a single green, uh, didn't see a single green thing on on that table.
0: No, just red cabbage. Yeah. Although, no, well, that was that they had the ice box, they had the fridge. Yeah. The uh, that was the era of like you know where food took a real fucking downturn because we could now all of a sudden we can refrigerate things and can shit. So. Right, and
1: it was always like a hot dog in Jello.
0: Oh god, yeah, that kind of stuff. Hot yeah. dogs and jellos. Yeah. We had um, it was funny. Uh friend uh relatives of my uh, mother-in-law's visited a couple years ago, and they were and her and her sisters were always they always like served that kind of stuff, like tomato aspect. Do you ever have that? No. Oh, it's like tomato jello pudding. It's yeah, oh. your face says it all. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> But, and they put, like, carrot shavings in it. Anyway, so they served a couple of these things. Because for them, they were like, these are our classic childhood foods. And they know that nobody else at the table wants them. My wife and I make fun of them. Our kids are, like, bewildered by them. But they make them as, kind of like, their classic comfort food. And we just let them have a pass on it. But this person from England was just, like, not having it. They, was letting, they were like, please explain every detail about why you think this is good and how this came to be.
1: Like the person from England has has a history of really good food.
0: Apparently. Like they can speak. <laughs> well, apparently more than Jell, at least the Because cool. <laughs> Jell is such an American, North American thing, yeah. right?
1: Well, uh, in England, they have a, they'll put like chips, like fries on a hamburger bun and that's a sandwich.
0: Yeah. Again, that's a weird, that's a starch on a starch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Vegetarian though
0: it is i had a once i had it's funny i did end up buying it one time at a at a cafe near my place had like a sweet potato like sandwich on a bun and mm-hmm. i was like and i tried it and it was delicious
1: <laughs> okay so we can't we cannot uh, i
0: can't make fun too much yeah but um uh Well, that's all my notes um just, just the food aspects of uh of this movie but that's what's i mean i will say i think like in, in weird ways there's a lot of authenticity to it yeah you know i think also probably you know even though they probably did it just because they were block shooting all the meal scenes and and the production designer just had them prepare like a shit ton of the same food i think there's also something to the idea that it's like people just eat the same meals because they were easy uh over and over yeah. again or cheap you know
1: yeah I, I remember having lasagna and meatloaf and stuff every day and-
0: yeah, we, we only there. we only had stir fry when my dad was not going to be home because that was too crazy of a meal <laughs> for him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And we had steak every Friday night so that my dad could prove that our family was more wealthy than his family was because they could not afford steak every week. Oh, nice! Lucky you of, <laughs> so, what were your any any holiday traditions your family had? Um.
1: No, I think um I mean there I was I was uh, the youngest of four kids and then uh my family was really close to our grandparents so there was usually like eight of us um and you know everybody either stayed home or or went on holiday and uh <clears throat> the cheapest holiday for us was always to like I don't know go somewhere like go to like drive down to Florida. Everybody like shares one motel room and I sleep in the bathtub on the way down. Uh, (laughs) And then like, I sleep on the floor for like a week in Florida. So that was usually what we were doing. Like in the during Christmas. Nice. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm not complaining about, I'm sure a lot of people didn't, uh, didn't get to go to Florida, but you know, I was on the floor. So
0: that's nice. i do it. my sister and her kids. Now they always go on, on cruises.
1: Yeah, that's something that we did sometimes too because it's just, for a lot of people, it's like the cheapest thing you can do. Everybody shares a room and food is included and you don't have to worry about anything.
0: And that time of year, there's deals because nobody's taking it. Most people aren't going on a cruise that time of year. Yeah. Makes sense. So now that you, you've you made your, your Hallmark parody, do you have any interest in making like a legit Christmas movie at some point? Or have you um, just ticked that off? <laughs> Or another holiday-themed movie. Yeah.
1: I I mean, when I, like, I started writing, um, like, I always, like, I was one of those kids that always made films, and I had a camera when I was, like, you know, I got a camera for my birthday when I was seven and never stopped making movies with friends and stuff and, like, writing scripts and marker and everything. But when I actually started, like, teaching myself how to actually write properly and reading screenplays and stuff, I must have been, like, 14 when I actually started writing screenplays. Uh, And I always, always was trying to crack a Halloween movie. That was like my favorite holiday as a kid. Always wanted to do like a nostalgic, like a sort of cheesy um, Halloween movie. So I'd love to do that. Doing the Christmas movie was fun because I've also always wanted to do a Christmas movie. And then after my first feature, I took a lot of meetings and the conclusion from all of them was like, yeah, this is a really good movie. You should uh, make a Hallmark movie if you want to make any money
0: so uh so you made a hallmark movie that didn't make you any money right yeah off the top off the top
1: (laughs) yeah i tend to do the opposite of what anyone tells me so i just i couldn't stand the idea of doing a hallmark movie and i wanted to do something that just completely made fun of them and ensured that i would never get hired to do a hallmark
0: movie (laughs) that's funny i have a friend that writes them um, and she's just like yeah. it's the easiest goddamn thing yeah. in the world. They literally—I'm sure you know—they have like literally have a Bible for how you exactly. make exactly.
1: That's how it started out. Our friend, uh, our mutual mutual friend Abby Fettergreen sent me like the uh like spec sheet of what has to happen on what page. <laughs> um, and I was like, all right, I don't care. It'll take me like a week. I'll I'll write a homework movie. Fine. And so I started out writing like I I like watched one or two on TV. I was like, okay, understand it, fine. And I started out writing like a real thing called Cup of Cheer, which is the name of my movie. It's like about a girl who goes back to her hometown, meets a guy who runs a hot chocolate shop that's like struggling. <laughs> and that I, and I like never actually put down anything on paper. But I, immediately I was like, fuck this! It'd be way funnier if if, if it's you, like a total joke. <laughs>
0: If you just made fun of it, I was gonna ask because I was I was waiting for. The, there's two endings of the story. Either it's like they didn't pick it up, until you're like, "Well, fuck you," <laughs> or or you're just like, as you're going, you're like, "There's no way I want to give this away. This is this is gold for." Yeah,
1: I never even got like it got to like I wrote the title on a piece of paper and then like 20 minutes into the first Hallmark movie I was watching. I was like, okay, I know what this has to be. And
0: uh, I know that I, I just want, I just, I don't you
1: to make money on it. I just want people to think that it's funny.
0: I know it's funny cause I've seen those spec sheets too. And for me, it was all, I was, I, I almost had the inclination to be like, it'd be fun to do this as an exercise and just seeing yeah. like how I could tick the boxes. But then it's like, but then I, I'd i have to do it and I wouldn't want to do it. I don't <laughs> think. Yeah. I can't, I've only ever watched those movies. I did it once because I was on a jury for the CSAs in the TV movie category and, it, and one of the submissions or two of them were Christmas movies, hmm. but I don't think I've ever sat through an entire one of those things. Uh, I think they they play, my sister lives in one of those houses where the, the TV plays like like the radio does in some people's houses. It's yes. always oh, the background. It yeah, me either. I don't but, know if
1: you're not watching it.
0: Uh because it's it's noise. It's she doesn't do it anymore, but she used to do that. But um but so at Christmas time sometimes like these will be on the background. So I always, I see so, I see enough to go, oh my god. Yeah. I just I, I don't I can't I can't. But they do I mean but also just the, the, the rate they're made, I think they're usually made in like 12 days uh yeah i was
1: yeah i think you were. somebody was saying at 12 days and then someone came along and said well we can make it in 10 and then since then it's like always been 10 days or something like that
0: well 10 days makes sense because it's two weeks it's like Mm -hmm. you know they don't just spill over but 10 days is insane i mean i just we just made a movie in 10 days yeah 10 and a half i guess but uh but that was a different kind of movie like we were not doing major location moves and and that kind of stuff so it's just like i can't i just can't imagine you're I mean, it just speaks to the, the the lack of need for quality of those movies. That's not what they're going yeah. for.
1: I mean, we shot, we had 16 days and maybe a 50th of the budget that they had or something. So Yeah.
0: Well, it depends on where you put the money, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so any final thoughts on Christmas Story?
1: Let me check because I, I did make a few notes. Oh, uh, do you
0: have any more food related notes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just says big dairy plate of white bread. Um, oh, what was the thing with Mickey Mouse in the uh, in the parade? Did he catch that?
0: No, I've never. I've seen this movie so many times, and I I don't know what you're talking about.
1: So they're like standing on the street watching the parade just before they go into the department store, uh, and then the little brother says Mickey, Mickey, and then he's like walking down the. Uh, he's like walking down this parade room, waving, and it's Mickey Mouse. Which I thought is really weird that they were able to get that in an MGM movie. And then all the characters from The Wizard of Oz are, like, on the street. Wizard of Oz is MGM, I think, right?
0: I think maybe they were able to get away with parody law or something, because it's like...
1: Well, so, so then all the characters from The Wizard of Oz start beating up Mickey Mouse, like, on the street. And they, like, push him off the parade route and I like didn't get if that was a reference to something or
0: how did I, why have I never noticed that? <laughs> Is that edited out of the version I saw? Maybe you, maybe you have a book like helicopter Is that why I finished a bit later than you? I don't know. I don't, I'm not aware of this scene. Now I got to look it up. Yeah. I would remember this scene. Is it just like a really quick moment in the background?
1: It was like a good
0: Fifteen seconds. I'm I'm blown away by this. I'm got It's gotta be on YouTube. I'm gonna have to. I'll just search this out. But I'm kind of shocked that I don't have like an instant recall of this.
1: There's a Reddit post about it. No, they, yeah, there. There, the clip is on YouTube.
0: Bonkers to me. But uh, I can only think that it's like the, the use of fair rights, maybe because they're not like they're. They're using them as fictional characters that are, I don't know. That's all I can think of.
1: Yeah. All
0: right. I'm looking it up.
1: Okay. Now I wonder what version of the movie I saw. Well, you, I mean,
0: I'm so curious now. So is it during, oh, I remember the Wicked Witch. I remember her being there. But this is outside? Yeah. On the street? Yeah. No memory of this. Because I remember the, there's was the kid in line that says he loves The Wizard of Oz. I don't see this YouTube clip. You all have to send it to me. OK. I'm sure it exists. It's not on
1: YouTube?
0: I don't see it. Let me see. Anyway. Well, we'll find it out. We'll look it up. Nerds yeah. on the internet, you can you can send me the link too. I'm sure <laughs> I'll find it by then. But uh, I'm very curious because it it does not sound familiar, and I've seen this film so many times.
1: Here it is. I'm going to send it in the chat to you.
0: Okay, I will check it out after. Yeah.
1: Well, Well, uh, ended on a mystery, I guess.
0: We'll end it on a mystery. <laughs> uh, you will. Those people know they're either yelling at me, going, "Of course it's in there," or uh, it's 16 seconds long. Here it comes. This looks like it's from modern. There's no like, that that's a really modern Mickey for 1940. Like the only thing I can think of is that right, they were at, right. here's the only thing I can think of is that they were shooting against an actual parade. But I don't remember this shot at all. Like this this feels like it's from something else.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Actually, one of the comments on the uh, on the YouTube saying that it's anachronistic Mickey and it's a
0: yeah it's way too modern of a, of a Mickey. Yeah.
1: So maybe that was just from when they filmed it. Yeah.
0: It must've just been like on the street. Cause that's definitely like, I went to Disney world in the eighties. That's what, that's mm. what, uh, that's what Mickey looked like. Mm. Oh, we discovered something new. Crazy. I've never noticed that. Yeah. Then it cuts to the family watching. That's bonkers to me. Huh? Weird. <laughs> I will keep an eye out for it next time. To, to see if I notice it, but yeah. it somehow has always eluded me. Well, thank you for pointing out something that I had never noticed in a yeah. Christmas story.
1: Thanks for getting me to watch it. Now that I have seen it, I'm going to watch it closer to actual Christmas. And uh, so now I'll have that nostalgic feeling for it. I did. I liked it. I thought it was. Yeah.
0: Great. It's got, it's got a certain charm to it. And there are certain, some of the, I know you mean by the, 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 the voiceover is a bit strange, but there's some lines in it that are so great. Oh Yeah. Um, just because of the way they're... Just the way they land, it's very clever. But uh, I dig it. Yeah, it's one of those movies that's like... It's probably not perfect. If I was like watching for the first time as an adult, I'd probably have far more criticisms of it. But I'm, I'm, I'm blown by its charms.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I see that.
0: <laughs> uh, well, thanks so much for... Uh, and I'll plug it earlier on, but where can people watch Cup of Cheer?
1: Uh, so Cup of Cheer uh, is out for free... To anybody who wants to watch, no subscription needed on uh, Tubi, which is a streaming app that's totally free. Um, yeah, go watch the movie for free. It's also on demand. Um, you'll find it wherever uh, you know on cable, iTunes, uh, wherever you want to find movies. You can, if you want to buy the DVD as a gift, it's on sale uh, on Amazon, and it's just a really totally ridiculous hour and a half. Like counter programming to uh, your wholesome Christmas movies.
0: Yeah, it's very charming.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of uh, charming dick jokes.
0: Well, and if you do, and if you're if you're a big fan of Hallmark movies, you might enjoy uh, it because it pokes fun at them. And if you hate Hallmark movies, you might enjoy it because it pokes fun at them.
1: Definitely, that was a big thing of trying to make it is like the people who watch the movies generally know they're not good. And the people who hate them also know they're not good. So,
0: uh, I'm curious. I can't wait to see if you get any backlash from like really hardcore Hallmark fans. I hope
1: so. I want like all the angry Christian mom tweets coming at me.
0: <laughs> so, for all my angry Christian mom listeners, please, yeah, uh, <laughs> please go after Jake this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for, saying, thanks for making time for this.
1: No, thanks so much, Jeremy. Really appreciate it. Uh, I love the podcast, so happy to be on
0: it. All right, and we'll dive into some of your other Black Holes at some point.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Thanks for joining us for A Christmas Story, and don't forget to check out Jake's new film, A Cup of Cheer, now out on VOD. Black Hole Films is a proud member of the That Shelf Podcast Network. You can listen to other episodes of our show and other That Shelf podcasts on thatshelf.com. Please subscribe, leave comments, spread the word, do all the things that let others know you like the show and how they can check it out. You can find me on Twitter, at Lon Jeremy, and go to Facebook and join the group Black Hole Films. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.